All right, let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse number 1. For the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope of salvation. Heavenly Father, we bow in your presence once again. We thank you for the privilege and opportunity we do have to come and to bow before you. We pray now that you'll bless the reading of thy word, speak to our hearts, and we'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. I want to preach on the subject, uh, this subject here on heavenly instructions for the last days. Heavenly instructions for the last days. You think about where we're at in chapter number 5. Paul has just dealt with the closing verses of chapter uh, number 4. He's dealt with the rapture of the church and the resurrection of the saints. And in verse number 13 of chapter 4, we see a revelation. As Paul says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. And then we see a resurrection. As Paul mentions that in verse number 15, as he talks about uh, the resurrection, saints, He said, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain of the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. And then he deals with a reassurance as he says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. That's a reassurance. And then uh, Paul deals with the rapture in verse number 16 as he says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then uh, he says, We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the in the clouds. So Paul uh, deals with the rapture. He deals with the reunion. And then he closes this uh, chapter out by giving them rest. As he said, wherefore comfort one another with these words. So he has dealt with the day of Christ, the rapture of the church. But when we come to chapter number 5, uh, Paul here talks about the day of the Lord in verse number 2. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So Paul uh, is going to emphasize a different day. We know that the day of Christ has to do with the rapture of the church. The day of the Lord has to do with the revelation of Christ. It has to do with the, the judgment of God that is going to be upon this earth. When you think about the day of the Lord, you think about in verse number 1 and 2, he says, The times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. When you think about the day of the Lord, uh, you think about uh, those judgments that's going to be poured out out in the book of Revelations after the church is gone in chapter 4 and we think about the seals, how that they're going to be open and uh, that teaches us about a world that is going to be ruled by man. The Antichrist will come on the scene and and then you think about the trumpets that's going to be sounded. Uh, That teaches us about a world that's going to be ruined by Satan as Satan is going to take over this world and he's going to destroy this earth and and destroy things in. Of course, God's judgment will be upon uh, him 
come and upon this world as God is judging the earth uh, during that time. And so it's going to be a world that uh, is ruled by Satan. And then we think about the vile judgment. That's a world that's rescued by God. God in His anger, God in His wrath is going to pour out those vials and He's going to rescue uh, this world from the hand of Satan and the hand of the Antichrist. And so uh, that's the day of the Lord. And Paul emphasizes that in verse number 2 and says that it comes as a, so cometh as a thief in the night. And then he talks about in verse number 3 the destruction of the lost as he says, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Notice he's talking about unbelievers there. He's not talking about the church. He's not talking about believers, but he's talking about that heathen world and and the destruction that's going to come upon the lost uh, once the church is taken out and the Holy Spirit is gone. And then he talks about the darkness and the light in verse number 4 and 5. He said, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You're all the children of light and the children of day. We're not of the darkness nor of the night. So the Lord is going to come in that day of the Lord. He's going to come as a thief in the night. But he says to us that are walking in the light of the Word of God, we that are saved, that darkness is not going to overtake us as a thief. We're children of light. We're children of the day. We have the Bible. I think about the psalmist where he said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the word of God gives us light. The entrance of thy word giveth light, the psalmist said. We don't have to live in darkness, amen, because we have the light of the word of God. And so Paul is shedding light. He is giving these believers some instructions, uh, that some heavenly instructions that will help them uh, concerning the last days. Now, even though we will not be here uh, during the tribulation period, you and I can already, if you go to Matthew chapter 24, uh, some of the things that Jesus spoke about that would be uh, have to do with the end of the world. We can already see those things on the horizon. We can already see uh, the, the type and the foreshadows of those things that's going to take place. They're already being seen within this world. You say, well, preacher, where does that leave us? If we can already see the signs of the time now that's going to take place then, where does that put us today? Friend, that puts us on the threshold of eternity. That puts us facing uh, the reality that the return of Jesus Christ could be at any moment, it could be at any time, it could be at any day. Amen? And so Paul realizes that and he wants to help these believers here by giving them some instructions. And in those instructions, you find in verse number 6, he uses the word therefore. Because of the, of the day and the hour, because that we don't know the times and the seasons, uh, uh, that there's no need that he would write them unto us because we are children of light and of the day. Paul said here, he uses a phrase in verse 6 uh, two times, and again in verse number 8. Notice that phrase, let us. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Verse number 8, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an hell the hope of salvation. So Paul here uses this phrase three times, let us. And I want to use that phrase here uh, concerning these instructions that he gives uh, uh, the church of, of the Thessalonians. I want to use that, that phrase there because I think these instructions would be just as important for you and I today. I want to say first of all, uh, Paul gives this instruction in verse number 6 as he says, let us be awake. Notice what he said. He said, therefore, let us not sleep as do others. 
others. In other words, Paul says, let us be awake. When you think about that, there's a lot of things that in these days we need to be awake to. uh, to. We need to be awake to the spiritual decay of our churches. When you think about our churches today, and you look at them across our country and around our land and even around the world, you can see the decay, the spiritual decay within our churches. And friend, we're more uh, concerned today than we ever have been about the, the apathy and the complacency that's within our churches. People have taken church for granted. People have taken the house of God for granted so many times. And when you consider that, Paul says here that we need to be awake to that fact. Uh, there's a lot of sleepy saints and slothful saints in the house of God today and sinful saints in the house of God. And we need to wake up to that spiritual decay that's within our churches. We need more fire in the pulpit, more fire within the pews and and we need to be awake to uh, not only the spiritual decay of our churches but what about the satanic uh, destruction of our children? Brother, this is a generation that does not know God. This is a generation that needs evangelized. They need revival. They need prayer. When you think about the average teenager today that doesn't know God, even in America, uh, listen, they, they've not heard the clear presentation of the gospel. And we need to be awakened to the satanic destruction. The devil is destroying the minds and, uh, and the lives of our, of our young people, of this, of this younger generation. And we need to wake up to that. We need to wake up to the social decline in our country. Uh, now that... We're living in a time when, when you think about the social decline. Abortion uh, is at an all-time high. When you think about homosexuality and how the, uh, people have accepted it in this day and time when God said it's an abomination, abortion is still murder. And we need to cry out against those sins, the, the social decline, the attack that's been upon the church in our country today, how that they want to take our religious freedoms and our religious rights. Want, uh, they want to take those rights away. And the Bible tells us we need, to, we need to be awake. It's not a time for people to be asleep spiritually. It's a time for us to wake up to the social decline of our country. How about we need to be awake to sinners dying in our community. On every corner around us, souls are dying. My friend, we need to be more burdened for people going to hell than we ever have been. We don't need to be so busy that we lose our burden. We need to wake up. We need uh, need to do just what Paul said. Let us not sleep as do others. Uh, There may be some that have fallen asleep. But I want to be awake in these last days. I I want to be awake to the sinners going to hell. I still want to be sensitive to the fact that souls are dying and they need Jesus Christ. We need to do all we can to knock on doors, pass out tracts, and and witness and tell others about Christ and and have a burden for sinners and and pray for sinners and, and be a witness to them. And we need to wake up to the struggling difficulties of other Christians. I've never seen a time when more Christians are struggling than right now. We need to be awake to that. We, we need to, to be an encourager. We need to, we need to build up uh, those that are weaker than us. We need, to, uh, to be, uh, uh, we need to disciple those that may be struggling. We need to have better teaching and better preaching than we ever have. We need to just be faithful in the Word of God. And Paul says, let us be awake. Don't, don't fall asleep in these last days. Don't turn a deaf ear, a blinded eye to the things happening around us. Make up the difference and you be that individual that, that, be a, that, that is awake in these last days. And, and just because uh, uh, you may be up in years and, and you may be to a place where say, Preacher, I just about run my race. And, and maybe that is true, but don't coast. Amen? Be awake spiritually to the hour that we're living in. Paul said, let us be awake. And then uh, Paul says, uses this phrase again in verse number 6. He said, but let us watch. And be sober. Not only let us not sleep as do others, 
but let us watch and be sober. What is Paul saying here? He's saying let us be awake in this first phrase, but in this second phrase, Paul is saying let us be alert. You know, it's possible to be awake and still not be alert. Sometimes um, people uh, will get on their cell phones and they'll be doing things and you can tell they're obviously awake. They're not sleeping, they're, uh, but, but they're not alert neither. I, I've watched people in restaurants and other places of activity uh, where they'll have their cell phone out and they'll, uh, they'll be doing something and, and they'll not be, there'll be people all around them, activity all around them, but they'll not be paying attention to anything that's taking place. They're so zoned in to, uh, to that phone that they're not really alert. And Well, when you think about that, that's the day that we're living in. The devil, one of his biggest tools is the tool of distraction. If he can just get our minds on something else other than the things that it needs to be on. And when I think about our text here, uh, the Bible tells us, Paul says that we need to watch and we need to be sober. That means that we need to have a watchful eye and we need to have a serious mind. We, we need to be sober and we need to be thinking about the days that we're living in. And so Paul uh, lays that out here as he said, let us be alert. That means that, that I'm expecting the Savior to come. That, and that's what Paul is talking about in chapter number 4 and that's what he's trying to warn them of in chapter number 5 because that there are days coming uh, around the corner he says as Christians we need to watch we need to be sober you and I today we need to be uh, we need to be expecting the saviors come amen we need to expecting the the saints to be changed amen we need to be looking for that day when whenever Christ is going to come and our bodies are going to be changed and, and what a day that's going to be. But we need to be watching. We need to be sober-minded. You know, I see a day when, that we're living in when so many people act so foolishly. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with having fun, nothing wrong with enjoying life, nothing wrong with, with fellowshipping and, and just, uh, just having a good time of clean fun. But I'll tell you, we're living in a time when people want to be entertained 24-7. They, they want to, uh, they want to uh, just be entertained all the time. And so whether it's the television or the Internet or whether it's a, a cell phone or social media or whatever it is, they, they, they're constantly, they're drunken on the things of this world and, and entertainment. And, and folks go here and there and to and fro. And there's not a lot of sober-mindedness in this day. Even in our churches, you call a function or a fellowship, you'll see a lot of people show up. You call a visitation or you call something that, that requires us to get serious and get responsible. A lot of times you don't see that same uh, number show up. And we're living in a time when people, they're not alert. They're not paying attention. I'll tell you, the devil's paying attention. The devil's keeping his eye on things. The devil's keeping his eye on us. And if you and I are going to live for God, we're going to have to be alert. We're going to have to keep our eyes on, on what God uh, wants us to be focused on here. And so he said, let us be awake. Let us, let us be looking. Let us <clears throat> be examining. You know, we need to examine ourselves. We need to be aware of how we're doing spiritually. We need to be alert to our own spiritual uh, well-being. Are we closer to God today than, than we were yesterday? We need to be alert about our prayer life. We need to be watching and praying as Jesus told us to. We need to be alert about our Bible reading. We need to be alert about, as I mentioned before, winning souls. And so Paul said, let us be awake. Then he said, let us be alert. And then I want you to notice something else in verse number 8. Paul said, let us be armored. He said, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. And we know that the breastplate is to protect the heart. Uh, while the helmet is to protect the head. And Paul is uh, 
talking about the heart. He's talking about the head. That breastplate would cover uh, that breast area. That's the place closest to the heart. That helmet would cover... uh, the head, the mind. And Paul is saying that we need to be awake as Christians. We don't need to be sleepy saints. We need to be alert. That means we need to pay attention. But then we need to be armored. We need to be suited up, ready for battle. He's telling us here that, that, that as we uh, protect our head and our heart, uh, that's, that's what he's talking about. As he said, let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. You think about faith and love. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is, is within our heart and, and you and I need to have a heart of faith and, and our heart reveals our passions. Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh and so uh, whatever's in here will come out our mouth. It reveals our, our passion and, and he's telling us that we need to guard our heart. We need to guard our, our heart. Uh, uh, we need, that'll keep our faith strong. We need to, that'll keep our, our passions in check and he said we need to be armed. We need to have that breastplate on. You know that that's heart is the place where the, uh, that breastplate is to keep us holy, is to keep us right. And then he said we're to have on a, the helmet of salvation. He said we're to have on for a helmet the hope of salvation. You know, when he talks about that helmet, that mind, he's talking about that security, that assurance, that, that hope of salvation. You know, we're, no matter what the times may be around us, we have hope, as Paul mentioned in chapter 4. We have an assurance, as he mentioned in chapter 4. We know that Jesus is coming again. And Paul is telling us that. He said that we need to have that armor on. You know, that armor keeps you from doubt. That, that helmet, it keeps you from doubt. It keeps you from those, that, that breastplate keeps you from those fiery darts of the devil. And I think a lot of times people, uh, listen, they lose hope because they don't have the helmet on, the helmet of salvation. We need to do, do what the, uh, Peter said. We need to gird up the loins of our mind. We need to tie up. We need to strengthen our minds in the Word of God. And we need to be armored. We need to be uh, the army of God in these last days. We need to be standing forth and facing and fighting that battle for the cause of Jesus Christ. It's not a time for, for, for Christians to, to, to be weak, but it's a time for us to be strong. As Paul has emphasized that several times throughout 1 Thessalonians. Then I want you to notice verse number 9. He said, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Now when you think about the wrath of God, we know that during the tribulation period, the day of our Lord, we know that God's wrath is going to be poured out, His vengeance, His judgment. Four times the phrase, Day of the Lord, is mentioned. And every time it's mentioned, it's mentioned in relation to that of vengeance. It's, rela- it's, mentioned in, uh, it's mentioned in relation to that of wrath. And the vengeance and the wrath of God is going to be poured out. The judgment of God is going to be poured out. But we know the Bible says here that God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation. I'm glad that whenever God's wrath is poured out on this earth, that the blood-washed believers will not be here. The church of the living God, we will be gone. Amen. We'll be raptured out of this this world when the day of the Lord comes, those times and those seasons come. But until then, Paul said here, we need to be awake. We need to be alert. We need to be armored. We, We need to be ready, doing all that we can while we can for the glory of God. And the Bible tells us that God has not appointed us to that, but to obtain salvation. You know, there's rest and there's peace in knowing that no matter what takes place in this world, that God has already, He's got an appointment for us. 
God has, an, God has a divine appointment. And I will tell you, there's coming that time when the church is going to be taken out. And these are some instructions that He gives us here. Let us be awake. You may be here or be listening, be watching. And, and my challenge to you would be this, is to do inventory. Are you awake? Are you alert? Are you armored? Are you suited up? Are you ready for battle? Are you doing your best for the glory and the honor of God? Father, we pray now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you'll take this message. I pray that you'll take the Word of God and speak to hearts. May you be glorified. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would help us as saints to do inventory and ask ourselves, are we awake? Are we aware? Are we alert to the things that's taking place around us? And Lord, I pray that we'll ask ourselves this, are we Are we armored? Are we ready for battle? And are we on the front line serving, doing what we can for the glory of God? In Christ's name we do pray. Amen.